Potential is born, opportunity is created. That's Adanu's core motto. Adanu is a nonprofit organization that focuses on the empowerment of Ghanaian communities working to create and build strong solutions for education and equal opportunities for everyone. Today we are joined with Richard Yinkal, the founder and director of Adanu. So kind of as an overview, how would you describe Ghanaian cuisine? In Ghana, because uh, we have 10 regions, every region or every tribe have their own staple food, have their own delicacy. So depending on where you are born or raised and how far you've gone, there's a unique food about where you're coming from. So for instance, uh, I, I was raised in the Volta region. Our food that everybody would know would be what we call the, the banku or aplain. So the aplain is made from uh, corn flour. It becomes like a powdered form and then they can cook it in boil water. And they eat it with a soup. The soups you have here are different from our soup. Our soup is more like a stuffy. So we can have like a chicken, a goat meat, and fish with okra soup. So we have like okra soup, palmino soup, granite soup. So the moment you say granite soup, it means everything there is more granite. And then another thing will be like the fish and the meat. If it's okra soup, it means there's more of okra. And then any other meat or fish and beef is in it. In a different region, there are different what we call the fufu, which is F-U-F-U. And it's made from boiled cassava and boiled plantain. You pound it together, it becomes more starchy, and then you can eat it with the soup. Again, palmino soup, granola soup, any other soup that you want, or we call light soup. Light soup is more of a tomato base with water, and then you put your fish and chicken and goat and whatever you want to put inside. So every region, every area has the kind of food that is unique about them. Other than that, rice is all over the place. What do you usually eat with, like, the soup? Is it usually, like, soup with rice, or is it just soup by itself? So, mostly, the the soup goes with something. And then, so, let's say you have your cup, the carbohydrate, which would be, like, the fufu, the banku, the kenke, or the rice. And then it goes with either the soup or the stew. So, the stew, when you say stew, the stew is more, it's not light, it's thick, a little bit, but the soup is more watery. So, you can have a palm nut soup, granite soup. And then you can make a tomato-based stew also, which is bit So the rice will go with stew or soup. The other staple food, like the, the kenke, the banku, and all that, will go with the soup. So the okra soup. You can't eat the banku alone. You need to eat it something. So they always, it always have to complement something. We did a cooking class with one of the families. Correct. And then we made fufu and fish stew. Mm-hmm. And it was really good. Yes. And then the fish, you had the, the whole fish and the head and the, yes. the bones, everything was in it, right? Yes. <laughs> Can you give, like, a general description on what fufu is? Like, yeah. what flavors and spices and ingredients is in fufu? So, fufu itself has no ingredients and or spices in it. Fufu itself is made, like, the main the main meal. So, fufu is made from the cassava and then the plantain or yam alone. So, you boil the cassava and the plantain together for about 30 to 45 minutes. And then when it's boiled, you pound it. In a, we call it a mortar and a pistol, you pound it. It's a lot of work, it's just no machine, it's a physical work. So you pound it, when you pound it, you add water to it and it becomes very, uh, it becomes doughy. And then so then the fufu is ready. And then your soup is what you're gonna eat it with. So if it's a granite soup, it means you have to get a granite butter, the granite peanut butter, and then get your tomatoes and everything, vegetables, or you want the okras and the garden egg and all that. You, you cook that one separately. And when the soup is ready, then you serve it with the fufu. So it's like you have the fufu on the side against the, the soup that you want. And then you eat them together. So like the fufu is like the 
thing that like helps balance out the flavors of the soup. So the fufu becomes your your main is the starch. So the the fufu is the cap. So our meals go with carbs. So when you have the the balanced aspect of it to be the soup is more of protein, and then the main course is more of carbohydrate. So they eat both together. What's your favorite dish? Yes, uh, my favorite dish. Uh, I love fufu with a uh, grass kara soup, and then uh, either other that I eat the the banku with the okra soup also. Yes, more vegetables and then the carbs as well. But fufu is my like I can eat fufu Monday to Sunday nonstop for breakfast and dinner. <laughs> Um, is there like a traditional street food that they usually sell in Ghana? Correct. Like I said, all the regions and every area have their own yes, food. Of so on the streets, which is what we call the street vendors, they will sell the same thing that you cook in the house. They will sell them on the street. They will have like their that all the local meals that you can think about. It. That's red, 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 red is like that's the red beans and the red the red plantain and then the red oil all cooked together, we call it red red. So you have that, and then so all the street vendors will sell all the staple foods that we have on the street. I have been cooking since I was less than 10 years old, I was cooking, so I love cooking. Who taught you how to cook? Actually, I, I grew up with my grandmother and then to my auntie, so you gotta learn from those aunties and grandmoms are special, so <laughs> I've learned from both of them. That's awesome. Do you like use your grandmother's traditional recipes most of the time? No, I, I use them, but I as I keep growing and all that, I always try to create my own recipe for everything. And that's why my friends love me a lot, because when they come around, I'm the one in the kitchen, with the machete and the what, <laughs> chopping the goods and then everything. But yeah, I have I, I used to create my own recipe also, and then also uh, any other recipe I could imagine. So over the weekend, you and I went to Din Tai Fung, <laughs> and I was wondering, how did you like it? I mean that was that was too much, you know. That we keep eating and eating and eating. And it's like a, it's like we are, it's, we are in rounds, round one, round two, yeah. round three. The food keep coming and keep coming. Like, can we stop now? But that's that's a good experience because then everywhere I go, I want to kind of experience what is local about them in terms of food and everything. So that was interesting though. But uh, I still have my dessert. It's the big ice cream and then what? What was that? Is that a crash or what is it? That's, Shaved ice. Yeah, shaved ice. That's like a whole mountain. The whole mountain on this one is like Mount Everest, you know. And it has the the vanilla on top of it. Yes. I couldn't even finish. I have to take it home. I still have some in my fridge still. But the food was good, you know. I really love to always experience different kind of food. And because I travel a lot too, so I can everywhere I am, I want to enjoy whatever is there. So we went to Meat Fresh, mm -hmm. which is the Taiwanese <laughs> dessert shop. He got a ginormous mountain of shaved ice, and then <laughs> <laughs> the toppings were like a bunch of different kinds of mochi. There was a big scoop of ice cream on the top oh, yeah. and condensed milk. That sounds very and good. And then the, there's the, the tapioca is everywhere. It's yes. everywhere, and then and that's a lot. What did you think of the dumplings? Oh, yeah, the, I love the dumpling because when you, if it's hot, if you don't take your time, you're going to pop up, uh, right? Yeah. But, uh, it's kind of interesting to see what is inside the and then it gives you a flavor. Yeah. It gives mm -hmm. you a flavor, so it's kind of really good. We're glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Because it's like our favorite restaurant that we talk about in Haley every and single I episode. We talk about it every single week. Oh, yeah. 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 It just ends there's up. A lot, there's, there's a lot to eat over there, you know. Uh -huh. I, yeah, I can mm -hmm. keep eating and eating, but it's just too much, you know. After the meal, we just come, you know, like in Ghana, when we have food, it's more like a, when they say rice and stew, it's just rice and stew. Yes. With, the, with the protein. And then when we say fufu, it's just fufu with a soup. But then you go there, 
it's like everything is coming around round one, round two, round three, <laughs> round four, round five, round yeah. six. I'm like, when are we going to stop? But again, you, you enjoy everything, so just keep eating. So that's good food. So I was going to say, we got like the whole entire menu. <laughs> the whole entire menu. I'm like, how are, that is it. So I mean, it, it's an experience, right? It is. And it just kind of also shows the other part of uh, how much you have in terms of food and all that. Mm -hmm. And how much sometimes we don't pay attention to what we eat, you know, we're just like eating and eating. And mm -hmm. because, yeah, I love everything out there. I was just enjoying and enjoying. But like, if it's back home, I'm just going to eat my plantain and beans and sleep or, you know, <laughs> that and stuff. And even when we have their, like, the, we have salad and all that stuff, like, you know, you follow their, you follow their, what we call, like, you want to have their, like, their, the starter, mm -hmm. the, the, the main course, and then the dessert. So, yeah, that's a whole, like, it's a whole institution on their own, but it's good. Out of all of the food that you've had throughout your life, what would you say is your favorite meal? So let's say if, if I'm, if, let's say if I'm in America right now, first food I always want to eat because I'm coming from Ghana. When I come to Seattle and then I went there, I want to have the, the, the full soup because I can put more spices in it and I can just take the soup and just hit, I call it to hit the body. Mm -hmm. So instead of putting on the jacket and all that, I want to take something more spicy. So I like spicy stuff. So anything more spicy, man, I'm in for it. So the for the soup is the full soup is the first one I want to take. But then I love more of a how do you call it? Uh, the one that is made with the noodles and all that is lasagna. Lasagna, yeah. man. That's, uh, yeah, I love lasagna too. It's a, it's good, you know. You just cut it up and then, yeah, it's easy. It's easy. Yes. So I love lasagna also, and yeah. it tastes good. Tastes good. I can keep eating, eating that also. So, but I, I don't know that I, I just kind of enjoy whatever is available. It's also, it's also again cultural differences. Yes. Because back home, you eat what is, you just eat what has been served, you know. But again, things are changing and all that. But it's more about, like when I walk into the place with your mom and everybody, your dad and yourself, I cannot just say, if it's what well, this is what I want. I got to wait to see what has been served on the table, and that's what everybody else eats. But, uh, but then here, everything is changing. So you got to say, I want dim sum. Somebody say, I want sushi. Somebody say, I want that. I'm like, okay, let's start rolling. Eat all the food. Eat all the food. Bring it up. We'll eat it up. And then you were talking about like how you like spicy foods. What are some of the staple spices that people use? Our spices we have with the, our pepper. We call it Ghana pepper. Our peppers are kind of different, different, different. Ginger is one. The pepper is one. But the Ghana pepper is different varieties and all that. There's a short pepper, there's a long one also. Some is red, some is green, some is yellow. And all those are very spicy. When you put it in your meal, you don't know this is real spicy. It's like when I go to a, uh, a restaurant and I say, I want the food spicy. They say, is that all the spices you have? They say, yes. I say, no, give me the number 10. Don't just give me number 10, the last spices. And just bring something in a bottle. I'm like, this is not spicy. You okay, know? so at Dintai Fung, we got the spicy wontons. And then you were saying that it wasn't even spicy. Oh, that is, that is yeah, not that, spicy. They're not so spicy. I, you know, like, you, got, you know, some people chew jalapenos, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, our food are all spicy-based. Mm -hmm. You know, so we put, like, the ginger, the onion, the pepper, the garlic. You want to make it more spicy. So every food has almost the basic spices in it. Every food. Even when I'm making a soup or stew or whatever, there's the basic spices that have to be in it. You know, maybe there's a food that you're cooking, maybe you might not even add any spice to it. But back home, almost every food that we make, there's a basic element of spices in it. I think it's awesome how, like, your dishes have such complex flavors because I feel like here, 
sometimes dishes lack flavor or like they're the bland. Is very, very bland. Because people usually play on the safe side sometimes with the spices. And it's nice to like, you know, be bold in your flavors. Yeah, I think also it's because uh, I think here people are so much careful about everything. So you don't want to put so much spice in it and have problem. You want people to take ownership of whatever they put in the food. So you can make it the best the best way you want it. But if you want it spicy, then you have to add the spices to yourself. And I think that is the different here. But just that the level of spices you have is just so different from ours, you know. Do you have any tips for people wanting to learn how to cook? Uh, they have to see Chloe. <laughs> so she with a Chloe, she have a, a Ghana cooking competition and then she start helping people how to make the basic Ghana food. Because one of the basic ones you can cook is the the red red, which is the beans and then the yeah. plantain. It's it's my it's one of my favorite meal you can eat for lunch. You know, you just boil the beans for an hour, either being red beans or white beans for an hour, and then you add some salt to it and a, a slice of onion to it just to give it some flavor. You put it on the side, and then you have the plantain that you can get from the market, the plantain, the ripe one, and then you fry the plantain in an oil to change it to brownish, and then you have some spicy salt that you want to make, like the tomatoes, the onion, all together. And then, then you mix both together and then just enjoy a simple red red. Mm-hmm. You know? On our cooking day in Ghana, I remember going to the market and then we shopped for all the ingredients. And I think it was really cool to see how the whole community kind of came together to cook the meal at the end of the day. Yeah. So basically, that is kind of the everyday routine. Everything that you want to cook, you have to go to the market. Not the grocery shop. Mm-hmm. We call it the market because it's an open market where everything for all the locals bring their fresh produce. So all the vegetables and everything comes. So that you have like the farmer's market, but ours is smaller because it's just an open market where everything, you can see everything you want to buy from food, clothing, everything, all that. So every community that I want to call the market days. So like in my area, after every four days, a market day. So if you get a fresh produce that can last you four days, the next four days, there's a market day for new fresh produce again. And the people just come in and buy. And like I said, when you were there, you have to go buy the stuff. Sometimes, because people don't love cooking, they, 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 they don't know what is inside the food they are eating. But when you're cooking yourself, you get to see, uh, when I'm making this let's say, lasagna, you got to buy the basic ingredient yourself. You can see what goes into the lasagna to make it lasagna. And that is what is good about our people, that everybody learn how to cook and you can cook every meal and understand what they're eating. So sometimes when I go to places and I'm eating, let's say, for instance, fufu, and with grass cutter soup, I can tell if the soup is good or not. I can tell. So now this is not, you need, more, you need some more ginger. You need some more onion in the soup. So you can tell. But if you don't know how to cook, how are you going to know how the food tastes like? So it's good for everybody to have like a basic lesson in cooking, which is very good. I think it was cool to see how people made the cassava um, sifting it through the sifter, they were pounding it, and we gotta get really involved in the process. Of course, everything you want to put in a stomach is part of the process. That is the way you enjoyed it also, because you see the amount of energy that goes into making that food. But if I go to a restaurant and say, okay, give me number 10, number 5, uh, you pay for it, you work out, you don't really have that feel of it, but the energy that you put in it, it takes time though, you know, but the energy that you put in making a meal, you know, kind of give you that edge to really enjoy your meal after the hard work effort. Definitely. I think that sometimes that hard work can be, like, overlooked if you're just given the food so easily or, like, quickly here, yeah. like, especially at, like, fast food restaurants. Yeah, yeah. You don't know what's in it. Yeah. Yes, you don't know how it is. Even though you can open it for you and see this is this and this is that, but how 
did they make this to become that? But uh, when you're cooking yourself, you can know that I'm putting this amount of onion, tomatoes, and this and that all into it. So, but again, everybody with their own choices and all that. So, but hey, I, I want to cook my own food if I can, if I have the time. You've mentioned um, like yams and plantains a lot. Would you say there are like any other staple ingredients in Ghana? Yes. Yeah, so, but so there's corn, there's cassava, there's yam. There's potato and the potato we have the sweet potato and then the, the raw potato and all that. But again, we have wheat, we have millet and all that. So every part of the country, every region on every tribe or whatever with their staple food. But other than that, they have everything across the country, depending on where you're coming from. Would you say that you miss eating your traditional food when you visit places like Seattle for a long period of time? I think the longest I've lived in Seattle was six months, but uh the good thing is that because I'm, I want to text new things all the time. So for me, when I travel, it's an opportunity to get to explore more. I'm always going to go home and eat my fufu or banku yeah. and all that. But I'm not going to get a chance to eat the, the stuff we had, the Taiwan food and all mm-hmm. the stuff like that. So when I travel, it's always about leaving behind my bag and facing the world, what is available, what is served, what is on the table. And that is why all the time I really want to enjoy whatever I serve in that moment. Is there any Ghanaian restaurants over here that you've tried? Yes, not not in Seattle, but in New York. There's a like when you go to New York, the Bronx, the Queens. There's a lot of Ghanaian communities over there, so you will see the real food. And, like I call it real food because when I say when it's when you eat fish, you see fish with the head and the eye and the bones. Now when you're eating goat meat, you see the goat meat with the skin and then the bones. And about when you eat goat meat here, you don't even see the someone you never see the skin. You don't even see the the head of the goats. You don't see the leg, you don't see the bones, you know. But again, here there's a lot of Ethiopian restaurants here, so I love the Ethiopian food. So it's kind of compliment. If I miss Ghanaian food, I can eat the Ethiopian food because uh, everything that they have, it's, you know, bad. I don't know that. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your goat story? Oh, yes, <laughs> man. So, yeah, I, I have a friend in, uh, in uh, Michigan State University. So I was visiting him, and then he actually just got a new job there to work in a study abroad program. So I was there towards the Christmas. So, you know, back in Ghana and Togo, we, the holidays are very important to rest, like the Christmas and the Easter and all that. It brings the family together. So because he knew I was coming, wanted to cook something together. So he ordered for a goat and paid like $200 for it. So because the, the other colleagues were contributing money for a goat, and he also said, okay, I want to contribute $200. And he contributed $200 to buy goats. And just to clarify, like the whole entire goat. The whole entire yes. goat. We are not buying just goat yeah. meat. We say we are buying goats. So we give, he gave the money for the whole goat. Get the whole goat ready. We'll come pick it up over the weekend for the for the holidays. We drove there with a big ice chest, like a cooler, like a bar. Man, big, 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 big. Because we know when we are paying $200, that's going to be a big goat to take home. And then we went there and then we just said, uh, okay, ask for us about goats. And then they, they, they came out with a, a, a box with uh, five packs. One, two, three, four, five. I'm like... No, no, we said we want the goat. The goat we paid for, not one, two, three, four, five packs. And the guy told us, this is your goat. We killed it. We did everything and they packed it in there like in a pack. I look at my friend's face. The look on his face, I'm like, I'm in trouble now. You know, I'm not sure that goat meat can even take care of all of us and his family. So I start thinking about option two. And then he's like, then can we buy a full chicken rather? <laughs> buy a fowl, a full chicken because the full chicken is even bigger than what they gave us. Man, he was really disappointed that we can't find a leg of the goat, we can't find a 
the things inside the stomach. We can't find the head. We're all like disappointed. Where, the, where are the bones? We can't even see any bones. They just give us uh, five packs of goat's milk. I said, for $20, wait a minute. Since then, he never bought a goat in the U.S. anymore. <laughs> he realized if you want to buy it. The good thing is that when I was in uh, Allentown in Philly, there was a community, there's a Ghanaian community there. So they created an area when they buy their goats, they kill it like the way they kill it in Ghana, and they have everything. So I told my friend, oh, well, the next time you just try to visit Philly, there's a place that they will kill their goats and they still have their head, the leg, the skin, the intestines, and everything. You have it the way you want it. And that was, that was, that was one of my big food experience about buying. Yeah. That was a good experience. I'm sure since then he never bought goats again in, in the state, yeah. unless he goes somewhere that he can kill himself. Yeah. And again, that's, that's, that's again goes back about what I was telling you guys about the fact that. You need to see what we are, what you want to put in the food. So we will go get the goat, kill the goat ourselves, get it ready, and to make the stew or the soup. But here, you just go and press the button, and then you take the goat, something like that. Yeah. And then you come and cook, and it feels good. I mean, that is not good. You know. How do I even know it's goat? You know, we want to see what we are eating. You know, we want to see, be sure that we made it ourselves. Other than that, hey, it was a big experience. Man, goat is a good meat to eat. You know, apart from grass cutter, which is more expensive. Good, it's a very good meat, you know. It's, it tastes very good. This is really, really good. Yeah. Haley, do you know what a grass cutter is? No, I do not. Oh, you, you don't know what a grass cutter looks like? Is it's it, a, so it's, I thought it's, it's, it's it would a, be like a little insect when we went to the no, grass no, no. cutter No, no, no. It's not insect. And it's then a, we went there, it was, was it like a bowl or something? It's like, it's a rodent, okay? It's a special delicacy. So it's feed on only grass. So it's good. It doesn't feed on anything than grass. So it's vegetarian. Of course. See? So vegetarian in the animal kingdom is the grass cutter is the number one vegetarian. Because it feeds on all in grass. <laughs> How would you describe the flavor as? So grass cutter can have like interesting. You can, you can have a taste of chicken in it. You have a taste of goat in it. You have a taste of some kind of... Diff- so just give you different, different flavors. Depending on how you cook it and how you want it. Yeah, I've I've like tried deer before and like lamb, and it has a more like gamey taste to it, like a complex flavor. Exactly, kind of like that. You know, it gives you all the sort of flavors that you want to. Like lots of death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a favorite part of the grass cutter, like the head? You know, that, you know. Say so for me, uh, being fish or beef or whatever, I, I love the head part and then the leg. So if it's the grass cutter, I want to have the head. You know, if it's good, I want to eat the head or the leg. And if it's chicken, I want to have the head and then the leg. And then after you cook it, you eat the bone? Now you chew the bones, you know. We try to chew, you know. And then, and then growing up some kids, we eat chicken. And then they give us the chicken with the head. And then you see that the, the, the bones are... They give it that sound, like it's crunchy. Some are crunchy. So it depends on how old the, the meat or the chicken and good or whatever it is, but... Yeah, the kids love the bones. It's kind of a way to get the calcium from the bones, like the bone marrows and all that. But now again, it depends on everybody who are the, where they want to eat and all that. But that, because our food already originally and now, if you go to buy a goat's meat, there's bones on it already. Mm-hmm. The, the part that you can chew, you can chew it. The part that you cannot chew, you throw it away. Give it to somebody else. Or, no, you throw it away. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you want to eat something with the bone because it gives you that sort of flavor. It's nice how you, like, don't waste it because I think most of, like, the bones and stuff usually go to the trash or, like... Yeah, like like our, like our goods, I know for sure that everything that else they didn't give us went to the trash. When they gave us that five-pack, we asked them, where is the rest of the... And they opened the whole the dump truck 
they have a whole this thing there. They say, this is it. We dump it here. <laughs> and I ask like, a lot of meat you're throwing. Yeah. This is the real meat. Yeah. You I throw mean, the whole meat away. and like the and best the, part. You throw the best part away. Yeah. You just give me some two kilos or two pounds meat for, you know. Do you want to do like a list of rapid fire questions? Okay, we can okay. do rap. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Fruit or vegetables? Fruits. Sweet or salty? Salty. Breakfast or lunch? Lunch. What's your favorite lunch? Favorite lunch back home would still be the goat's meat with fufu and all that. Because the, the, the reason I eat, I love lunch is that, that, that it can, so I eat like late breakfast to lunch and it can take you through because the food is heavy. Every meal that we eat is heavy, you know that. So that will take you like the rest of the day. Hot or cold? Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> I think it's also because of where I'm coming from, you know, the weather and everything. But but again, when I'm in, in the cold, it's cold. You don't have any hot options, right? Favorite Ghana snack? Ghana snack. My favorite Ghana snack would be what? Granite, peanut with a plantain. But the plantain, not fried, but roasted. Mm-hmm. So you have peanut with a roasted, ripe plantain, which, you can, which you can easily do here. You just get ripe plantain. Roast it on the grill for 10 minutes and have a, a peanut, put it in a bowl and just eat the two together. And you can do the same thing for yam. You can roast the yam with the peanut and eat it also. Does the peanut give it a better flavor? Yes, because the, you know the peanut always have that flavor already. So you have the, the plantain also have its own. So you just kind of complement each other. Favorite gone in dessert? That's the big problem. We're we not desserts oriented, so I didn't grow up much around dessert. It's more about just eating the main meal and going to sleep, or eating the main meal and then forget about it. But then now, desserts, I hardly eat dessert. That's my problem, so I hardly eat dessert. I just eat the meal and then... Is there any, like, candies or, like, little sweets, or mostly just main meals? There are, there are, there are sweets, there are candies and all that, but every home and how their eating habit is structured, but mostly... See, some of the things that you guys eat for, let's say, I'm going to take orange or banana and all that. I can eat orange during breakfast. I can take orange, but I'm not just taking for the fact that it's desserts or it's whatever a meal. People just eat as and when they want to eat, uh, take orange or banana or uh, any other stuff they want to. I don't, I don't have to finish eating the rice and the chicken. So let's say for instance, I don't want to maybe start with, say, have a salad first and then have rice and chicken and then go take whatever, uh, let's say the fruits and vegetables. And then have an ice cream. No. I can eat ice cream any time of the day I want. I can eat mango, pineapple, orange, watermelon any time of the day. I can eat it during breakfast, during lunch. I can just even take that and just keep moving. Not have to be structured like first, second, third, fourth. Favorite fruit? Favorite fruits. Orange, but I don't like peeling it. I just cut it into four pieces and eat it like that from it. Nice and quick. Cutting them takes forever. Yes. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, so it's easy. So oranges, I love it. Just to... Mm-hmm. And then banana. Favorite grain? It's always going to be the millet. No, it's like a rice grain. But we have local rice that is locally grown in Ghana, too. So those are very, very... It's not too much washed. It doesn't look white. It looks different. The color looks different. How do you think it compares to rice that you've had here? So we call something perfumed rice. And most of the rice you have, like, they have a, a scent, like a, a scent that you can, it smells like, oh, this rice smelling like, so we call it perfumed rice, but our rice are not perfumed. So they're just, if it's rice, it's rice. You don't add some scents to it to, to have a scent of this, 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 and that, and that. So 
always are not, and it's not that washed. You know, if you look at it, you know, people wash it over and over just to, and before I realize you're taking all the nutrient out. So ours is more heavy. So the rice here, you see it's more light, so you can pick it one, 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 but ours are more like together. And that's how we can cook rice ball. We can cook the rice and make it in the form of ball oh. and also eat it with soup. That's cool. So like little balls. So, so you have the rice already. And then, then when it's almost ready as rice, they start to have a, a stick and then start to cook it again. And then you can mold them into rice balls, like a tennis ball. And then you have a stew, maybe chicken soup, stew, or granules, so we can eat it with it also. And do you like dip it in it or do you yeah, drop you dip it, it in? in it and then you cut, you dip, you chew. And last question, if you could have any meal right now, what would it be? And then me right now just gave me the fufu and grass cutter. Let's do it. We got you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> will cook it. Yeah. We have to find one first. Yes, we have to find a grass cutter. From where? We have to go hunting though. It's, it's, it's not easy to hunt. We go in the forest out back. I think we'll only find deer. Maybe we can get deer in place of that. Otherwise, we can look for goods. Thank you so much for joining us. We learned so much about the garden cuisine. You can download our show, Eating Adventures, on Spotify, Amazon Music, and your other favorite podcast platforms. And tune in on Wednesdays at noon and to listen to our show. Thank you for listening to KMIH 88.9 The Bridge.